listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Good days. Hey everyone, this is the Good Days Podcast, and uh, we did a one-on-one last episode with our guest, Shay, with uh, Doc Shiggs, and I get to do a one-on-one this week with our guest, Travis Finley. That's me. Kids Across America, Cannot Cook Camps. Yeah. And so we're going to kind of dig into this one. You know, if I, if I said KAA on this radio to people who know KAA, they would definitely scream, you know. Everybody yeah. knows. That. They all know. <laughs> and I, by the way, uh, you're going to hang out with me tonight for our football Bible study. Definitely. You Not know, too. and uh, the IWU football team is uh, number five in the nation right now. I heard. Yeah, it's heard. kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I heard. I heard you got some dogs out there. And uh, the rankings don't lie. That's right. So. It's good they doing, days. They're doing better than my team. So, I mean, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Your, your team was that LA, LA Rams. LA Rams, you Whoa. know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling some type of way about Bro. Matthew Stadford. Mizzou, Bro. that's a different conversation, you know. You know, Mizzou almost beat Georgia earlier this year. They did. And I had all hopes. And then I clicked off and I was like, I don't want to see how this game ends. Uh, so, I think I'm, I'm, it's like poking a hornet's nest. That's, that's right. what I felt like we were doing. So, well, bro, it's good to have you, man. Now, uh, Thanks, we're going to dig into something. We're going a different direction because okay. we had a two-part series with right. Shay earlier, which, by the way, if you've not went and heard that, go back. I mean, it was real. With Mia and Shay was episode part one of that. Part two um, was was a one-on-one with, with Eddie and Shay. Super amazing. Talking about, like, where we are in the context of anxiety and understand yeah. our who we are and how we deal with stress and pressure. Yeah. Very good. But this episode, we're going to kind of go a different direction. Okay. And so before we dig in, can you tell me about Kids Across America? What is it? KAA. So we are an inner city Christian sports camp using sports, the gospel, the urban arts as, mm-hmm. as a tool, avenues to share the gospel. And just through that, man, like so many kids have been, Changed so many lives have been touched, and man, it, we we purposely take kids from the city, bring them to the Ozark. Yeah. We want to get kids away from sirens. We want to get kids away from arguments. Mm-hmm. We want to get kids away from all the norm things that you hear in the city. Yeah, and those things can distort us. Those those things can become norm. You know, it's normal for an inner city kid to hear sirens. Mm-hmm. Imagine how they are when they're in a place for a week. They don't hear none of that. Yeah. All they hear is get hyped for Jesus. We love Jesus. Yes, we do. We love you. Get crunk for Jesus. Like imagine if you hear that yeah. every single day in your ear, like that becomes a language to you that your ears start to lust for it. Like, man, like this sounds so good. You didn't even know your soul needed it. But that's what we do to those kids. We put them in those environments and we just pump the gospel. We don't force it on them. 
We just make that culture. That's what it is. And these cult, and these kids come into that with their hearts ready for something. They're already hungry. Yeah. They're young. They're teenagers. They're already trying to shape their identity. So we create the environment that helps do that. So Travis, uh, I'm going back to this. This is pretty, you know, dear to my heart. I, um, my father ran an inner city rescue mission. Oh, wow. You know, we had a lot of time in downtown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in Toledo. So you got Toledo, yeah. Detroit, Flint. Yeah. And a lot of time with the, the other missions in, in those areas, especially Detroit. Mm-hmm. And those are some tough times. And those are some tough cities with the, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The Rust yeah. Belt. Yeah, yeah. And so when you talk about this and, and what that means, there was a song that we'd always sing downtown. It's like, you know, and I remember this lady who would get this going with this little little piano organ. It's like, when I think of the Lord and what he done for me, yes. when I think of his goodness and how he set me free, I want to <laughs> dance, 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 dance. All all <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I had some drums, I'd back you up and Man, go crazy. And all of a sudden, there'd be like 200 kids, like just, just bouncing. Yeah. And this would go for 10 minutes. You know, I think of, yeah. G- you know, the Lord, when I think about his mercy, and it was... Man. Dude, I, I can't ever get that song on my head. Oh, man. We we do similar at, at KAA. We have these moments we call hype sessions. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> we, it. we drop a bomb in our dining halls, and the dining mm-hmm. hall goes crazy. Every kid, yeah. every staff, guests are, like, looking like, what is this? Kitchen staff is going crazy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and all we do is just, like, who is the hypest for Jesus? And yeah. these kids are like, we are. And you got seven, eight, nine kids in a cabin. Like we are. And then the other cabins like, no, we are. And before you know it, your whole kitchen area is just going crazy with kids that are just like proud that they love Jesus. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> ah. So we were talking before the the podcast and, uh, can you tell us a story? Tell us a story about, a, you know, a student that came in and they were hard, but yeah. then uh, the last night, yeah, you know, and, and what, what happens, what transformation takes place in, in that week? Man, the, the thing I love about this ministry is the hardness that they come in with. Every mm-hmm. single kid has this layer of protection they come in with. It's, right. I don't know if it's automatic, but I know the environment creates that. Yeah. I have to be on point. Nobody can get over me. I don't trust these people. They come in with that. And when we create that environment, we're just like, all you have to do with us is be 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Laugh, play. You're going to fall sometime. We're here. Yeah. And to see that hard turn off, I'm like, look at this kid. So you see a kid come in on Monday with all that hardness. By Friday, it's just like, I don't want to leave. Yeah. I don't want to go. I had this camper, man. He was just, I was like, let me, let me see what this little kid's about. He looks like he's up to something. Comes in on Monday, you know, Sunday mm-hmm. night they get in there. First night, they're just kind of like, you can see they're like trying to figure their way yeah. out. Like, how do I need to be here at camp? So he's mischievous. He's getting into stuff. He's messing with other kids. I'm like, this dude is annoying. He's gonna mm. he's gonna make my cabin just be <laughs> terrible, man. This kid just I started watching his heart. And I'm like, man, this dude is really talking to him, getting to know him, asking him questions. Hey, bro, like, tell me where you from? 
you know, how, let me let me know about your family. Like taking those moments to be intentional with him, diving into his life and watching him open up. He came in hard, man. So mm-hmm. allowing him to intentionally open up. Tell me about your family. Tell me about the thing you love the most. Those kids love their mom. They 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 can't wait to talk about it. Tell me the thing you love the most. What would happen if that thing was gone? Where would you be? Man, I, I love that, man. Like, I'm here for you. And all they needed to do is to hear that. There's somebody else that's here willing to support me, walk alongside me. Yeah. So you put yourself in that seat like you're not by yourself. Once they know that you're that safety net, mm-hmm. that's when they just become a kid. I, I look at it like a trampoline. Like, you become the the bouncy part of the trampoline. They're like, oh, I can jump on this. And you're like, yeah, man, it's it's cool. It's fun. Like, I'm not going to drop you, man. It's going to seem like I'm not going to be here for you, but I'm here to keep throwing you up, man, to keep yeah. pulling you up. And so, man, by Thursday, man, we do this thing on Wednesday night called Crosstalk. Right. I don't know if you've heard of it. Crosstalk is like our way of taking the cross and what Jesus has did, put it in a relevant time capsule, like right. 2022. Like, how do we make this story relevant to them today? We put that on display. And the amount of kids that respond, one, one, one session, man, I think I went up there and I don't force kids. I don't, I don't like the conjuring up type teenager things come on you know make it move move now move if if you were to die today like i don't use those things i just say you know what the holy spirit is doing and you know this i don't care how old you are like the same spirit that lives in me lives in you like come on man this is this is happening right now i don't want to judge you i don't want to point you out i just want you to come if you feel if you know it's it's in you you know you can't deny this message come I will turn my back or I will close my eyes and I will look back up and there's 90 something kids like <laughs> bowing yeah. before the Lord in repentance. And I ask those kids to repent, turn from your sins, like come to the Lord. Like I know that you're shameful, mm-hmm. but he knows that and he's eager to forgive you of your shame. And so that's something that blows their mind because like, who gets an opportunity to say he really wants you to come just like that? Yeah. And that's what I give them the, the opportunity to, man, just come as you are. Bring all of that shame, all that hardness. I know you don't want to carry that with you. I know you want to be a kid and love Jesus. And he can help you with that. Now, I told a young man the other day or a couple, couple hours ago, I said, hey, man, listen, you want to change and it's not going to be overnight. Sanctification is a process. Mm-hmm. So all I'm asking is that the Lord and the Holy Spirit will start the process, start the conviction, start the awareness, start to remind you. And over time, those things will come off. And that's what I tell those kids. I be, I'm transparent with them enough to say, over time, those things will begin to become less and less. They're not going to go away. Right. <laughs> Your issues aren't going to leave. You're just going to know how to carry them. And the Holy Spirit is going to trade those with you, trade your sorrows. Like you'll right. understand what that's like. So uh, let me set a scenario up for you. Uh, okay. A lot of people listen to the podcast. I mean, they're in ministry right now. Yeah. And day to day trying to survive. Mm. 
you know, and, and dealing with stuff that maybe they've never seen before. I remember a, a ton of kids coming out to the ministry and it was a little bit rough night. Yeah. You know, and uh, there was this meeting later that week with several adult leaders and, and uh, a couple of people went to point out the bad kids. And honestly, you know, Travis, I, I couldn't take it, mm. you know, and, and I, I don't know of any bad kids. I know kids who are having issues. There's bad environments. I mean, there, there, there's terrible parents. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that harm them, yeah. you know, but the kids aren't bad. You know, how would you, how would you respond to that? First, I would, I would, I would take them to Genesis. I would look at, this is how God created us. So are you telling me that God made a mistake of how he created that kid? Like, do, do you, or first, are you telling me that there is no good in him? Mm-hmm. Okay, if you can't see the good, then I don't think that has anything to do with him. Yeah. I think that has to do with the way that you're perceiving the way that God created him. And then to back up and say, okay, so if you do see some things that aren't right, that don't seem like this is how God created him, what shaped him? What made him that way? Mm-hmm. Because God didn't, God didn't make bad. If you read this creation story, it doesn't say, and God said it was bad. So it's like, where did the bad come from? Right. We see that in Genesis 3. Like, it came through the deception. It came through the manipulation. So you're looking at a kid who may have an attitude, who may have these issues because their distorted view or somebody has told them this or they have adopted this belief system and it has distorted and manipulated their ideals. And so now they believe that some right is wrong and some wrong is right and those things. But that's why the Lord has you there. He didn't put you you there to be the spectator sitting on the bench, you know, (laughs) sitting there talking about how bad he is. Like, won't you get in there and show him how to do it then? Yeah. If if, if you have a problem with the way that he's living, you know what this is called discipleship. So, I mean, (laughs) that's, that's, that was my, my way of looking at it. I always say there's kids that know better and there's kids that don't. Wow. And how do you, how do you reach the kids that don't? Because the ones that do are easy to lead. They're, they're, they're just looking for an example. The ones that don't, don't have an example. I had a bunch of students that we were uh, down in inner city Chicago and uh, down in East Polina Street, the east side of Chicago, working with a group called Victory Outreach. And we're in the middle of it. And we had this one girl named Amy. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, hey, tonight you got to give the testimony. And so she's, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Because, you know, at Victory Outreach, there's, there's a women's home that we were at, you know, and that was a lot of girls who were pregnant, you know, people that were caught in sex slave trade or even prostitution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're in this halfway house. And, yeah. and so uh, it's like, Amy, she, you know, the leader wants a girl to share. We're in a women's home. And so when we were talking about it, she goes, what do I share? I, I, you know, I don't do drugs. I've never had sex. I love my mom and dad. And it's like, then you tell them the truth. You were lost. And then Jesus found you. Yeah. We were born into sin. And so until you accepted Jesus, it didn't matter if you're born into a nice house with loving parents. Without Jesus, you're still lost. So you could say, I was lost, now I'm found. Yeah. 
And so uh, we went in, into that service and they're singing and then Amy got up and, you know, we thought it was going to be a one minute testimony. And she got up and said those words, you know, I was lost, but now I'm found. And that's what the common de- denominator between all of us is, is I didn't know Jesus and now I do. And then that room erupted wow. because like they didn't care, like you know, what she had done. They just connected with her that she found Jesus. Yeah. So as we're digging into this, I got a couple questions for you. I, I want to ask you this. What are you seeing in this current generation of students that you're working with as far as how they relate to authority and people that, that are, do see, I read a document that talks about this generation. If we're talking about right now, they, they, they don't trust authority. Mm. What are you seeing? I kind of see that that gap. I do see a, a, a disconnect and a gap there. But to me, it's it's not necessarily a gap in terms of like, man, there's something that's not happening. It almost looks like an opportunity. That's mm. that's what I see. Yep. It's not like, oh man, they're there and you're here. It's like, oh, that's an opportunity. Like that's how I see it. Cause I'm just like, okay, what is it that they need? What is it that they're not seeing? Like, what adult? I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm passionate. What adult is not hungry to pass down, especially a believer, to pass down the goodness of God has been on them. If you've been on the earth longer than 30 years, like, you should be eager to grab a teenager or grab a youth and just to be able to pull them alongside you to just like, it's going to be all right. Even if you just like, I know that he's good. You know, the woman that went into the city after Jesus had already met her at the well, she went into the well, just like, listen, I'm just going to tell you about this guy that told me everything. (laughs) And he might be the Messiah. Like all I can do is give you the information that I have. And that's what I'm going to work with. And so sometimes we feel like we have to be super knowledgeable, knowledgeable about their their generation and mm-hmm. what's going on and this and that. And I'm just like, what has he already done for you? Give them what he's already done for you. Yeah. Like if you if you know it and you and you love and if you know the goodness of God of what he's already done, like you will just be like, I there's so much more I could give this young kid. But if I can get them just to know that God is good then that alone will allow me to continue to tell them how. But I just got to get them to understand that he's good. But there's a disconnect because we feel like we have to prepare ourselves to talk to these generations. And these kids are sitting here basically like puppies, almost like, like, help me. Help me understand. Help me navigate through this. I've never had anxiety. And we're just like, oh, it's going to be all right. We tend to encourage kids from afar. But that's where the disconnect is. But for me, I see it as opportunity. I love that, man. Okay, Travis, I'm going to throw one more to you here. Um, got a bunch of people on the podcast that are like, hey, you know what? I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not from the context that I'm in now. You know, maybe I grew up in a smaller church or even a rural place. And now I'm in a more of an urban context and I'm not really used to with this and you know, they're not going to trust me. Yeah. And I'm going to get real with you here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm white 
and they're black, you know, they're Hispanic, you know, they're, they're, they're from a different nationality. You know, it's like, how are they going to follow me? You know, we're too different. Yeah. What is the common denominator in that kind of context? And, and can we talk about that honestly? Yeah. And, yeah. and is that true or is that, is that a, a, a negative narrative? You know, if, if I'm white, then, then, you know, a different, you know, student from a different racial makeup can, can trust me or have a relationship with me. Yeah. I ask, I ask people this, what color is passion? Yeah. What color is discipleship? I'm like, you, you can't put a color on passion. Can't put a color on discipleship. Mm-hmm. What color is brokenness? I'm just like, these are things back to the story where Jesus is at the well. I always wondered when he asked her for a drink, he wasn't asking her, excuse me, Samaritan lady, can I have a drink? Mm-hmm. The common thing was that they were both thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I look at. I'm just like, if you're white and he's black, do you both need Jesus? Mm-hmm. That's my question. Yeah. Have you both fell short of the glory of God? Are you both trying to continue to live out a life that pleases God? Are you trying to show other people Jesus? Is, is, that, is, is that what you both desire? Yeah. Why can't you do that beside each other? Your distortion, the sin, sin has made the color part of our lives such a distraction that that has become a navigator. And I'm like, wow, bro, like how is racism and colorism, all this, how did that navigate the mission and vision that God has given us? Go therefore and make disciples. Mm -hmm. He didn't say go make black disciples or go make white disciples or Hispanic disciples or go make disciples. Mm -hmm. And I just see if I'm walking with somebody, I'm not asking them what color they are. I'm just asking them, do you want them? Do you want to see them? Do you want to go deeper? Do you want to learn? You do. I got you. Man. Bro, thank you. You know, it's crazy all these years later that that uh I've told this story a couple of different times in season one, but uh some of my dearest friends now, years and years and years and years later, were students I had that that it seemed like they didn't hear a word that I said. In fact, the first episode ever in season one was God's word does not return void. And so uh, we encourage you wherever you're at, keep moving forward in the name of Jesus Christ. That's, that's the common denominator, Jesus. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know, if, if, if you have the coolest, latest style, if, if you know all the, the, the words or the songs or you're up to date on the latest fashion trend or, yeah. you know, who's, you know, the lyric of the, the, the most popular band. I mean, they want, they want to see someone who's authentic and real, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have a, we have our parting, you know, thought here for you, Travis, as we dig into this. So if you're talking, uh, which you are to some people who are like, Hey, you know what? I have to go in youth group tonight. And I've got my ministry this weekend, man. I just, I'm having a problem connecting with a group of kids that seem to be, you know, maybe acting out, you know, they're more rambunctious than others. I don't know how to deal with, you know, a, a larger group of students or I've got one who constantly 
pushes me. Yeah. You know, it's constantly poking me. Mm-hmm. And you got a couple of thoughts for those people that say, hey, you know, here's a way you can approach kids who, you know, don't sit down quietly and just listen with their Bible open. Yeah. Um, do you have to win them first? Yeah. I, w- I would say don't focus on behavior correction. That's You're not the correctional officer of their <laughs> spiritual journey. So go in with the heart of, I'm not here to try to correct their behavior. I'm just here to show them Jesus. And there's a way to do that with correction. Oh, yeah. So if you're focusing on correcting them first so that they can hear Jesus, you're going about it the wrong way. All right. You go about it to show Jesus and you use correction in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's a sandwich. There's a way that we do it at KAA a lot of times. There'll be kids that may slip up, say a bad word. And one thing I always look for is like, how do I teach Jesus in this? Hey, man, listen, I know that's how you probably talk back home. And I'm not trying to, you know, disrespect you or come off. But, you know, there are people who who don't like the way that you talk like that, all right? That's just a respect thing, all right? You get me? Cool. So because of that, man, we do 25 push-ups. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's go ahead and knock them out, man, and we'll be good. All right? Cool. You knock out the 25 push-ups. I get up. Dap me up. Hug. You know I love you, right? Cool. That's it. It's the end of the thing. I'm not trying to tell you, hey, man, y'all stop cussing. Don't nobody cuss in my cabin. I'm just like, I'm not going to teach him nothing. Yeah. If I just try to correct his behavior. But I want to show him something. In the midst of the correction, and that's Jesus. So my thing is like, I cannot miss an opportunity to show this kid Jesus because I'm frustrated because I want him to sit down and listen to me. I want you to see Jesus. And I'll, I'll force and try to find my way to make that happen because that's the ultimate goal is that you walk away with a, a, an experience that may have you saying, hmm, it was interesting. I wonder, <laughs> wonder why he did the push-ups with me. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why he, I wonder why he stopped me in the middle of my push-ups at ten, and he finished the rest of them. I've never seen nobody do that before. Like that's a way to establish a connection. You're working with young boys. I mean, that's a great way. Hey, man, let's let's get this chess ministry going, man. I heard y'all, <laughs> I heard y'all talking bad about each other, man. You know our rule, man. We don't, we edify each other, right? Right. Yes, sir. Okay, man, let's go ahead. All y'all drop down. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, yeah, we getting this chess ministry. You see how, like, it almost doesn't seem like they're getting punished. Yeah. <laughs> but in the midst of that, it's like, I'm showing them that I care, but I'm also showing them there's a level of respect they have to have. And at the end of the day, they're like, Man, I love Travis. That guy, man, just even when even when we say bad things, man, like he finds a way to reach us even in the midst of that. And so, but that's what Jesus did for us. It's like, instead of me going to Charlie or Travis and just be like, stop it. Right. It's just like, where are you at? I'm going to come to you. Bro, it's so good having you here, man. Oh, thank Travis, you. thank you thank for coming. You. I would say that to those who are in on this episode, Jesus didn't tell people where to go, what to do. He showed them. Yeah. They followed him. Yeah. They walked next to him. And there's times where they stopped and he kept on going. Absolutely. He showed them how. 
Absolutely. He showed them how to play, mm-hmm. but he showed them how to pray. Yeah. Bro, uh, this is how we end our, our podcast, all right? Mm-hmm. The way we end it is just say, say a, you say boom, and then I say boom, and then we're out. Okay. But before we go, how do people get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me. You can email me at Travis at kaacamps.org, or you can DM me, hit me up on my Instagram. It's T Finley Inspires. All right. That's T Finley Inspires. Are you open to speak at people's youth groups or come and hang out? Absolutely, man. I love, I love being in the world of youth. I love being in the brokenness and the stupidity. I love it. (laughs) Well, we're glad you're in it, bro. Yeah. All right. So you kick it off with a boom. Okay. Boom. And boom. We would like to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Western University for allowing us to use their podcast studio and their facilities. I also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Once again, thank you for listening to a couple of old guys Talking about ministry principles, we have over 70 years of ministry experience, and we'll see you next week.